Blog Talk Radio. Coronavirus hit the United States. 
And uh, I guess about March 12th, that week of March 12th, the president issued the shutdown of businesses. And, of course, states responded or had begun, had started to do that prior to that. And what we have right now is a public sector, a uh, private sector, excuse me, shutdown. So businesses, um, only the essential things being open, like your grocery stores, your home improvement stores, things, gas stations, hospitals, things like that. So with that, you know, when that happened, it happened and everybody had to respond to it or react. So now that we've been in this for a while, you know, uh, for about uh, shutdown since March and we're going into 60 days of it, it's, it's taking that time now taking that time that you had and even even more to really get ready to prepare to reopen. So, you know, you had to respond. You had to react and, and, and shut down. Now it's time to respond. And what I mean by that is that we've been shut in. You asked the question, you opened up and said, is it too early for, for businesses to reopen or what should they do? Well, you know, you prepare to reopen. You prepare to do that because you had the time not to think about it. When you were shut down by the government, you know, you did that, and so you probably took a breath to try to settle yourself. But after about two or three weeks, you should have been starting to think about what do I do to reopen when they tell me that I can. Because, see, now it's come to reopen here. Uh, Yesterday with salons, barbershops, nail salons, restaurants. So the time that we were out is about preparing to reopen. It's the same thing, Pastor Joel, with your finances. When things are happening around you in the environment, uh, the environment is inside your household, inside your business. The environment is then the outside with the marketplace, with city government, local government, activities of people, everything that is going on, you should watch that and see what impacts you, impacts your business, and you make decisions, smart decisions, of how you either need to incorporate that, you ignore it, or find some way to make a compromise so that you are ready when something happens. So this time, in my opinion, uh, when we've been out, is about being prepared to reopen, to come into it a new way. Because even though they opened us back up yesterday, you just don't jump back out there in it. you got to think for business owners, particularly somebody with a brick and mortar, you got to first think about your building. How do I get my building ready to come back to this? That means you got to disinfect that building somehow. Then for the building, the tools that are used in the building, i got to clean those. Then what do I do to protect myself because I'm dealing with customers? And then what policies do I need to put in place for customers to know how they need to come into my building for services or goods? Uh, That's some good stuff there. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, uh, as their businesses are reopening, do you know, based on your experience, do they are they implementing some kind of insurance or any kind of safeguard policy? Say, if I go in here, if something may happen to me, that I can kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of relieve myself from the public uh, being, uh, you know, uh, stressed on my finances. Well, what you can do, and what business owners need to do. uh, and a lot of people don't have it with their business, is they need to have a business disruption insurance. And that would have taken okay. care of them during this time that they were out. But you can still go and get that now because I believe, Pastor Joe, as I, I, you know, I discussed with you, this time gives us a time to reflect inward and see what we were doing before that wasn't getting us anywhere, distractions, and what we need to do now, strategies we need to implement to keep us going so we can 
have the projection and growth that we want in the business. So I think what you have to do is look at, talk with your, get first of all, get business insurance if you don't have it. And then talk with your insurance agent about some type of writer for protection for you, for the business, for disruptions that will still pay you an income when you're out. And then for yourself personally, for your body, you need to make sure you have your health insurance in place anyway to take care of you. It's all about you know, the responsibility, accountability, so that you don't have the liability. Oh, that's so well spoken now. And, you know, I was just thinking, though, uh, as we get ready to uh, go back to these businesses and things, Sarah, we're depending on our uh, 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 the vendor to have the proper things in place. What can we do as as, as, as participants of support of these businesses based on your experience? Well, what I will say, uh, Pastor Joe, is that first and foremost, you always got to protect yourself. You got to make smart decisions for you and your family because this is a virus that is moving based on human contact. So the uh, Center for Disease Control, the state uh, state of Texas, um, and also the federal government have issued guidelines to everybody about protect, personal protective equipment. You know, you've got the mask, you've got gloves, you've got wipes and things like that. I think you have to, you know, more so before we just went out to do what we wanted to do, you have to now plan your movement. And when you go out for your movement, you have to execute and do what you need to do and come back. Because staying safe and staying at home to prevent less contact where it could come, where the virus could come in contact with you is priority. So you got to plan how you go out. I mean, it's, you just can't go out anymore. It's different for me. I've got to get my mask. I've got gloves, I've got wipes in the car, and I've got Clorox wipes to wipe down anything, particularly going to the grocery store with a basket. So, you know, we don't want to have fear because we were not born with a spirit of fear. You know, fear is false evidence of being, appearing real. But we know this moves with human contact, so protect yourself. You can get the mask, you can get the gloves, you can get the wipes, go in, execute what you need to do, and come out and get back home safe. Oh, that's so true. I'm glad you said that because sometimes we rely on the business owners to have those things that when we need to take that into our own, uh, you know, uh, take our health matter into our own hands. Now, as I was uh, talking with you earlier, you said that you have another uh, uh, program of, uh, that you implemented called Cash Flow Management. At this here time, when people are starting their businesses up again and some of them even want to start new businesses, talk to us about that cash flow management because that could apply to our homes too, our own personal life. Oh, absolutely. Cash flow is, is universal, whether it's the personal life or the business. But for business owners, as you know, uh, as we were sitting in this, you know, in March, everybody was uh, kind of trying to get settled when everything shut down. Then in April, you know, things started happening because people couldn't pay mortgages, they couldn't pay rent. And of course, businesses were not open, so therefore they didn't have the money coming in. You had some restaurants that were doing a lot of takeout, but takeout is much different probably a much lesser revenue coming in than people actually coming in and sitting down in the restaurant, buying drinks, eating, all of that. So with our cash flow, it is so important for business because that's why businesses are saying we need to reopen. They were not managing their cash flow. You know, when you make sales of goods and services, that is revenue that comes into the business. And the most critical thing you have to know, Pastor Joel, in your business, just like your household, 
what are your expenses? What are your fixed expenses and what are your variable expenses? Your fixed expenses are those things, just as I said, they're fixed. The variable is where it starts to drain your money. And the variable means you can adjust it. That means you have to examine it. Do I really need this? Is this contributing to the return on investment in my business, which is really clients and, and bringing in more revenue? If it's not, then you need to take it out. So what business owners are doing out here, most of them, is they have one bank account, one bank account to manage everything, and they have no idea what's coming in there and what's going out. You have to have order. You've got to have structure. You've got to have direction. When money comes into your bank account as a business owner and even into your home, you've got to have it prioritized, assigned, allocated, and aligned. And what I mean by that is priority is what do we need to pay for Assigned means that where does it need to go? Allocated is how much. And in a line, is, is it aligned with our mission, our purpose, and the vision here of our home and our business? Oh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Now, you know, that leads into our next question. I'm going to open the lines up here for we got uh, Mr. Daniel would like to ask you a couple of questions. Just make a comment on some things you said. Uh, with, the, uh, okay, sure. with the stimulus money that's being allocated to the are ones that have lost their jobs and ones that are between jobs now. We get this large sum of money, we got bills to pay, and then some of us are even called back to work prior to spending up all the money. How should we invest that money or how should we allocate that money so we don't find ourselves without that, uh, that source of income in a month or two, that extra income? Okay. All right. So with the step, if, if you were fortunate enough to continue to, to, to continue working in this, that's a great thing because your expenses should have dropped. They should have decreased because you're not running out, eating out a lot, not having to go to the cleaners, not ho- buying a whole lot of gas because there's nowhere to go but to the grocery store and back home. So when the stimulus money came in, that was extra money. You know, if you were single, it was $1,200, and then you got $500 per child. And if you were a married couple, it was $2,400. So that was extra money. Now, if you were in a situation where you were without a job and that came in, of course you take care of the priorities, Pastor Joe, and I call those the four walls. That's your food, shelter, transportation, and clothing. But since you're not going to work, the clothing is not an issue. So you need to get your shelter because you need a roof over your head. You need to pay for food. And then if you needed transportation and what was left over, you needed to save it. Then for those that were working, still getting an income every two weeks, or however they were paid, when that money came in, they should have put that directly into a savings account and some of it into an uh, investment account like an IRA. You see, we've got yes, money doesn't come with any instructions. Money doesn't come with any instructions. So we need some instructions. You know, it's not about going out here and getting this money and going and buying stuff because when you turn around 15 days later, you're going to need money to pay for your bills. You always are going to have gas, lights, and water. So you need to secure your roof and keep your utilities on anytime you get extra money. I tell people you can apply the quarter system, particularly if you are managing your money. What we have out here is a lot of people are not managing their money. Money is going in every direction, and they have no idea where it is going. But when you get extra money, 25% should go into savings. 25% should tack any debt that you have. Another 25% should go to uh, for any long-term savings. And then, you know, Pastor Joe, we do have to enjoy life. 
some entertainment, you can use it for entertainment. But since you don't have much entertainment now, you might as well put that in the savings. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Here. That's good. Thank you very much for sure. And you know what? We need to hear this. Here. We need to hear this from time to time because with the extra sauce of money, we start thinking about what we can buy those things that that's temporal. We want to go out and buy clothes and buy, purchase a new car, whatever it may be, and long-term debt is what I'm referring to. And then we find out, wait a minute, I got in over my head here. And so thank you for sharing that. We're going to open the phone lines up here, and Mr. Daniel's going to come in and, and make a comment on some things. Good morning, Mr. Daniel. Speaking to uh, 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 Ms. Rita. Oliver on the line this morning. She's our financial strategist. And, and our good, morning. Good, morning. good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing today? Well, I got a question I want to answer. Um, and I know uh, I just, uh, I was kind of late in receiving my check. And I I, I think sometime it might have been a blessing for me because uh, I think that some some things that are given to you is like gifts from God. Uh, this money has been given for us, like you say, for, for us to do things that are necessity, like rent, uh, car note, uh, food. But we as a people, when we get money, basically, our eyes light up. You know what I'm saying? Our eyes light up. Bing, bing, bing. When we see when we see money, we have a tendency not to think with judgment. You know, so the, our people go out and they buy tennis shoes. They go out and buy nails. They go out and you know get their hair done. And, and but it's not really the right thing. They have to be educated in order to do the right thing. And what's going on, we are, we have been in shock. You know, there's no way around it. We we have been in shock for over a month trying to figure out what basically has happened to us. Why are people going down like this? And our government seems to really don't care because all they really care about is money. You know, financial, you know, I know the government got to go on, our country got to go on, but at the same time, we have people lives in state that really, uh, you know, we want to we, we wanna live, especially the older people. We want to, we want to, you know, like, like Martin Luther King, longevity has its, it has its purpose. You know, we all want to live a long and prosperous life. But, the way it was seen, especially with this guy that was uh, like our, uh, uh, our lieutenant governor, you know, he made Brother a Daniel. statement and said, well, you know. Brother Daniel, what, what question you want to ask Ms. Rita because she's going to be out there. Well, what, what I'm asking the Reverend Lewis is that does she, does she really think if they give us, a, if they gave us something now, Will later on will they ask for it back in some kind of way? Will the taxes go up? Will our will our revenue? I mean, uh, uh, everything around that we living around will it increase? That's what I'm asking. Oh, that's a good question, there, and that's something perspective. Go ahead, uh, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Miss Rita. Okay, Pastor Joe. 
Brother Danny, you know, uh, the stimulus, that act was passed for uh, to help relief in the country because it was, a, as I said, a corporate sector shutdown. So the government, there's been no indication that they would ask for that money back. Now, when it comes to taxes, the tax law in this country, we have a marginal tax system on income. And what you talked about, you made a great point when you said one word about our people as African-Americans. It's the education about money. You know, our tax system is a marginal tax system and it's taxed on income. And so the other thing is that we've been educated to consume, not been educated to conserve and protect and invest. That's, that's, a, that's the big difference there. Because if we've been educated to conserve and, and invest and protect, this wouldn't even matter to us in our households about paying the rent or doing that because we would not be consuming only what we needed and we'd be putting the rest up for times like these. I don't think they're going to ask for the money back, but now I can't say that they will, that, that they won't either because you have laws that are passed that are controlled by the Senate and the House when it comes to tax policy is passed by Congress. So, you know, if you look at the tax code, our tax code is about 70, 100,000 pages and so there's so many loopholes and different things in there. But here's the issue for, for people that are working like myself and you. Income. It's on a marginal income rate that goes from 10% all the way to 37%. Your people that are wealthy or what have you, the 1%, they don't have income like we do. They have capital gains, which is from investments, which is taxed from 0 to 15%. That's the big deal. So that's why when we do get money, like you said, it is a gift. It's something that you weren't expecting and it's something that you didn't have to work for, is that we have to make a smart decision to conserve and protect that so as things go on, we are in a better position to respond to what we need to and protect ourselves financially. We do have to get better educated uh, all across America, you know, not just African Americans when it comes to money, because what we're seeing here is so many things shifting. We had this come upon us in March, and we have had a total shift here in how we do our work and how we do our business. And what we need to realize is that when we come out on the other side of this, whenever a vaccine is developed, it is going to be different going forward. I don't foresee a lot of people going back to work into buildings. It's going to be work at home through technology. It's a lot of people now doing what they call, that's going to grow, called gig work, meaning you're going to do work for a company or whatever, but they're not going to pay you benefits. So we've got to start recognizing and listening and seeing what is happening and what is changing and mobilizing in our households. I heard somebody say the other day, you know, the state of Texas needed to mobilize and do this. I disagree. You need to mobilize in your home first. You need to know what's right, going now. on in your home and what's not going on in your home, particularly when it comes to your money, to your money as your net income, coming to your home as net income. And you definitely need to know what's going out on expenses so that you can put money up. And, I, and, and uh, Reverend uh, Pastor Joe, I don't know the scripture, but I know he said when you have the harvest, you need to reap it and you need to put it up for the famine. We're in a famine now. And so how many more times have we got to go through this? Here's the question I put out there to everybody today, and you got to think about it and you can make a change. How long can we continue to live our lives unprepared? We can't. We can't no more. You have got to recognize 
and get educated because people are out here to help you with your money. People are out here to help you with your life. Dr. Joel is here. And so using the resources because when you get help, help means you got to make a change. Help means you got to change your mindset, your behavior, and the actions that you take in your household every day to make sure you're secure oh, that is so true. and you're Thank safe. Thank you very much. We're not going to hold you up here uh, any longer. Thank you, Brother Daniel, for uh, answering that question there, answering that question. And we got another guest that's coming on the line here. Uh, but, Miss Rita Oliver, give us some information. If someone say, hey, I like what, what I heard today and I want some more information and I need someone to help me coach my finances, how can they reach you? They can reach me, Pastor Joel, at my website. That's Rita Oliver, S-O-S dot com. That's R-I-T-A-O-L-I-V-E-R-S-O-S dot com. When they come to the site, they give me their name, their email, and then when they submit that to me, I also, Pastor Joe, have a gift for them. I give them a free book called The ABCs of Personal Finance that I wrote. Uh, hey, man, thank you very much, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having you to be a guest at a later date here. And and uh, please, please, please uh, continue to reach out to us, continue to let us know what's going on so we can educate our listeners because this is something that we, need to, that we can take ownership of. Our finances, we can't just sit around and wait for the government to give us something. But we need to be no. able to already have some stuff saved up and be able to implement it for our own usage and benefit and also help someone else. That's exactly right. That's exactly right because I believe the time now, as I said to you this morning, is that it's the calm and it's given us the time to reset. So we come out on this other side renewed with resilience with a new mindset that I've got to preserve and I've got to protect and I've got to put money back so that my when something happens, my life doesn't change one bit. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward to speaking with you at a later date. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Pastor Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, happy Mother's Day, okay? All right, yes, thank you. And happy Mother's Day to your wife. Well, all right, God bless you. Oh, man, what a great yeah. interview that we had there with Miss Rita Oliver, there, a master financial coach, strategist, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and solutions strategist. We want to thank her for being on here. We want to thank her for her gift and her talent. We want to thank her for being a friend of the show. And as we get ready to move on here, we have some more guests that's going to come on in a few minutes. But we got Brother Daniel here on the line here. And we're going to let Brother Daniel just chime in until we bring our next guest in. Brother Daniel. Hello. Brother, Brother Daniel. Yes, sir. You have a little background noise on your phone there, so I, I put you on mute while she was talking. So when uh, when I guess is speaking, just put yourself on mute. And that way we don't pick up no background noise. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, man, that was a great interview we had there, man. Yeah, she was really informative. Yes, really yes, informative. Was. Not like, not like you said, we were saying before, you know, whenever God gives you a gift, you got to, you know, you got to take it, not take it for granted. Because, you know, money is real. My dad used to say, my money got blood on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, you have to go out every day and work, man. You go out on these jobs, man. Folks are talking to you crazy, man, and you're losing some part of your life. You'll never get back again. So whenever you come ahead, you got to stay ahead. And basically, that's what you were saying. Whenever you come ahead in something, stash back some money some kind of way. It really was what you were saying. 
and that is so true, though, brother. You know, we have fallen. I'm sorry, the race of people. It's all to the thing that we're going to spend every dime that we have, and we say, "Well, I, I'm going to get it now because I don't know. Uh, I ain't never did this before, and I, I may not get this anymore." You may, you may not. But while you do have it, invest it wisely, use it smartly. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know, cause we don't give a one time at this here. Success comes from in our life, maybe one time we have an opportunity to be successful. Not so much as what the world seeks success, but being successful in our, in our own uh, decision-making abilities. Man, I'm glad that I bought that house. I'm glad that I took that job. You know, that's what I call successful, making the right decision, whether it's your finances or whether it's your family. You know, making those right decisions, amen? And so, but then we got someone else that's coming on here in a few minutes here. He's a business owner. Mr. AJ, and we're going to call him up and see what he has to say about what our topic is today. Now, you talk about what's going on, and I'm going to bring Mr. AJ back in, okay? So you okay. have the floor right now. All right. Well, uh, I was uh, thinking about, uh, in fact, we posted up on our, uh, our board that uh, do you think, you think it's really a little bit too early for the public people in Dallas and Fort Worth and all the surrounding areas of Texas. And and as the president has said, every state has its own jurisdiction in order to uh, regulate when will people go back to work. And as I said before, uh, there's been, you know, even as the lady said this while ago, every everything has a different different category. You know, like uh, like in the healthcare, in the barbers, they have to take up special precautions and getting protected and protecting themselves. So you have to go out and buy stuff. You had to go, like you say, you had to go out and. And disinfect the place and disinfect every time you wait on the customer and it takes a lot of money in order for you to do something and and I have listened to a lot of uh business owners say basically they might wanna wait because if I got the operating but then yeah. I got Mr. I got Mr. AJ on the line right now, so we're gonna bring him in because he's uh, out of town right now. So we're gonna bring him in now. Uh, once you put your phone on mute until you get ready to say something, then we'll bring you in because you got a little background noise. Hello, Mr. AJ. You're on the net. Thank you for being a part of the program. Free on the Inside hey. Podcast. Well, thank hey, you. Thank you know, Mr. AJ, you. I want to thank. I, I want to thank you. You know, I met you some time ago briefly, and then uh-huh. it seemed like we developed a relationship. I saw you. You was uh, doing something that kind of blew me away. It was on a Saturday morning, I believe, or one day during the weekend. You were somewhere performing your craft on some people that couldn't afford or maybe not even able to at that time to pay for uh-huh. it. And you was a barber. Uh-huh. And you say you have your own business, and you was down at one of the local shelters, and you was cutting hair. And it, and it was, I seen a line of men that was down there waiting. There were some women, and you were doing it free of charge. So my hat goes off to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, well, it, it, I've told people this for years. It's, it's a calling from God. And uh, and a lot of people ask me, they have, uh, in the last 24 years we've been doing this ministry, it's called Hair and Hope. 
and people ask me, they say, how do you know it's from God? And I tell people, I said, how I, I do know I can confirm that through Scripture. Uh, I can back it up through Scripture, and that's how I know that God has told me uh, from the Holy Spirit that's my calling, and that's what he wanted me to do without question. Hey, man, guess what? And God is not a, uh, is not a, a liar. Uh, you know, what he said <laughs> will true. happen will happen. And you know what? You have been doing it for a number of years, man. And uh, you said, what, over 25 years? Well, it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's 24 and a half years. Uh, and it's been consistent. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been very, uh, it's, it's, it's been beneficial for me because I've learned a lot about different walks of life. Uh, and not only that, we have several other barbers now in the last 24 years that has been coming up there and giving, uh, giving their time and serving. And uh, it's been several barbers. Uh, I guess the last 24 years, it's been at least three to 400 barbers. And now we have a barber college coming up there as well to help us. And so and people are willing to give back. <laughs> Uh, for the calling of God. That's what it's all about. That's really hey. what it's all about. Hey, man, you know what? I, I was thinking that we, I, I will, uh, I'm talking today, is it too early to to res, uh, open up businesses and resume normal activities in the business world? But I wanted to touch, talk to you about w- what you're doing. You know, when I met you, you uh, you was cutting, I said, uh, 20 people's heads. I don't know exactly how I many, but each one of those had a value on it. And you mean to tell me you passed up? The amount of money that you could have been making, and you were doing it free of uh, free of charge, you know that speaks volumes. And now well, with this know, pandemic, have... go ahead. Uh-huh. I'll go ahead. Uh huh. Oh, go ahead. Now with this pandemic epidemic going on, and and then you still able to have a business, and you even talking about opening up a business, a, a Bible college. So don't tell me that God is not a provider, not a covering, and not a way maker. But yet you was passing up money when you didn't have to. How did that come about? Well, I mean, you know, we, as, as, as Christian folks, we have to look at the bigger picture, and we have to trust God for what our calling is. And it's, it's not going to always be easy, okay? And you have to trust God. It's all about trusting God. A lot of times, you know, God will tell you to do something. It may not necessarily be a clear picture. He wants to see do you trust him or not. And it starts with planting a seed. You plant that seed and you watch and you watch it grow. Okay? And you watch the development is to well, there, there there's a scripture in Proverbs sixteen three. And God says in that scripture, okay, if you include me in your plans, you will succeed. And that's the key. Include me. Who's me? God. And God when God gives us a vision and he gives you a gift, he expects you to take that gift and give back because everybody has gifts. And so that's the whole point. God knew how I grew up when I was young, couldn't afford a haircut. Back in the day, you know how you know how people are to call me nappy head. <laughs> but God took that <laughs> gift. <laughs> I'm going to break it down. I'll be honest with you. God said, I'm going to give you a gift, okay? And this is what I want you to do. And that was it. And I trusted God, and here we are. And like I said, it's been a – but to answer your question, uh, yes, the epi- ep- epidemic has affected people, but the question is, you have to trust God. And I do believe it's no, it's not too early. 
I don't think it's too early to open up a business because, listen, we are to obey the laws of the land, but it's not to get to the point where it can uh, overcome God, what God has for you to do, you see. And so if you got to wrap it up and put mask on, put gloves on well enough, and you have to do what you have to do because, see, people don't realize barbering is really it's supposed to be a ministry to serve others. You know, it came from the Egyptians years ago. That's where the craft came from. Women were braiding hair, men cut hair. It all came from the Egyptians. Okay? And the art of it is to cut your hair. But really, it's supposed to be for health. The whole part of barbering, when you look at the history of it, it's supposed to be to help help people. Because barbers actually started off as dentists. (laughs) A lot of people don't realize that. But but the no, question, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. So, uh, but I look at the the fact that I can serve God, and I look at the fact when I couldn't afford to get a haircut when I grew up, and I want to be a barber, and God blessed me to be a barber. So God just blessed me. He said, uh, I want to start a ministry, and just trust me, and I did that, and and and, and this is the result of it. So. I get I get the enjoyment when I see people smile, I smile on people's faces when they say thank you, and when they can actually tell me thank you, now I can go out and get a job because the whole point is transformation. Taking this person who couldn't afford to get a haircut and give him a haircut, he can go out and take care of his family, male and female. And so that's what it's all about, transformation, making a difference in people's oh, lives. Oh, that is so true. That's so, now, now, I'm not going to hold you up because I know you're on the road. I have another guest also, uh Another caller on the line that wants to just say hello to you, but I want you to just uh, okay. um, answer this here for me quickly now. As uh, as you get ready to uh, open up your, uh, if you, uh, is it uh, the time for business? Your business man, you've been doing it for quite a while. Now you don't have to do this for uh, for the money because you you proved to me that you could do it without getting paid for it. But the, uh, since everything has been closed down and now they reopening things, what is your take on is it? Is it too soon to open up businesses based on the pandemic or what's going on in the environment? Uh, is it the right time? What is your take on that? Because you don't need the money. You already proved to me. So what's going on? But is it uh, is it too soon to open up our businesses and go back to normal routine and for, for, as a, uh, that we can be as normal as possible? Well, uh, well, first of all, it's based on the individual. But if you're asking me, no, it's not too soon. And... Uh, the reason why I say that is uh, if you take precaution and use the right measurement to protect yourself, okay, and you sanitize your clippers and you be a professional, you are still serving others as well as getting paid for it. If there's still a need in barbering, people still got to get haircuts, people still got to get groomed up, okay. Because uh, <laughs> you still have to, if you protect yourself as well as protecting your client, okay, those chances, I believe, are slim to none. Because we don't know when this epidemic is over. And life do go on. And sometimes you have to pray about it and ask God, God, I have to take care of my family. You gave me this ability. You gave me the skill set. And God say, yes, I did. And you, you protect yourself, okay, and you go on with your life. And that's just what I truly believe. I mean, that's just that's just what I believe. No, I, I don't think it's too early at all, you know. Uh, I just think that you pray about it, you know, you do what you got to do and go on and move on with your life, and, you know, and and uh, take care of your family and, t- you know, do what you have to do. That's just, that's just what I believe. 
Oh, that's great. That's great. We're going to bring our guest in, uh, Brother Daniel, and then we're going to uh, end this here interview. Brother Daniel, you have a question for Mr. AJ? Yeah. Uh, how you doing, Brother Daniel? I think Daniel how you doing, Brother AJ? I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, I think the other day I was uh, I was listening to some uh, I listened to the news reports every morning, you know, like uh, uh-huh. and it was telling me that uh, it was something like what's this stuff called barbicide? Uh huh. Barbicide. That's the germicide chemical, right? That's correct. Uh huh. Well, you say you had to have certain amounts of it, or have it, it uh, have certain number of capes. Well, yeah, that, that, and, uh, that it's a hospital. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You said you had to have a certain number of capes, one cape for every customer. And after every customer sits in your chair, you basically have to kind of discard that cape and put out a new one. So if you have about 10 different customers during the day, that basically you have to have 10 different capes, right? <laughs> well, Barbicide is, is designed to sanitize your, your tool. Uh, we use what we call uh-huh. it. it's, it's hospital use, and it's it's uh it's uh it's a it's highly concentrated, and it's 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 designed to clean probably ninety five percent, if not higher percent, of the germs that that causes bacteria. And so it's 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 actually it's a it's a it's a deep concentrated uh a solution that sanitizes your tools. That's uh-huh. what barbicide is. So, it's basically what you do is, for example, if you if you, they have other other stuff as well out there, but barbicide. That's basically what barbers use, and we've been doing that for for years, and and, and it basically. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah. it's right. It's highly recommended by barbers to use uh uh you know, to to use uh barbicide. It 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 works. It's it's, it's been known to work for years. I hope I answered your question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was, yeah, they had something like, yeah, to wipe down your chairs out to everybody. But basically, I was thinking maybe they should have something like a guard around. You know, I know it's pretty hard for, you know, you go, you got almost face-to-face contact with a person every time you cut into somebody's hair, uh, AJ, you know what I'm saying? You know, and it's it's just on the, the six foot limit, you know, and and you know, and I know this guy that's in these stores, these department stores and stuff. They got this little shield up over them. You basically you got him over for you. Maybe they have to, you know, like I'm saying, everything has to be re- redesigned right now. Maybe that's one of the options they can come up with too. You know, I'm just saying, well, you know. Well, 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 well. Listen, like like I said before. Barbering originated from we were originally dentists, and of course we have got away from that. Okay, yeah. It tells you in, in, in what we call the the barber bible. Okay, what it takes to protect yourself and protect your clients. Okay, and so barber there's a lot of science and biology to it. And barbary technically is really it's supposed to be about skin and scalp. And as far as the hair, the hair is the art of it. Okay. And so my point is, if you use every precaution you possibly can to protect yourself and 
the well is your client, okay, chances are, now I don't have any, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, I can't really prove this, but chances are you're going to protect yourself. For example, when a surgeon go to get ready to have surgery, he uses every precaution he can to protect himself. And the same principle applies to barbering and as well as cosmetologists. If you, because things have changed, it's not going to go back to where it used to be. Okay? It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And that is so true. Mr. AJ, we're not going to hold you up here. Uh, we want to thank you, brother, for real uh, insight on that. And thank you for your commitment and your, uh, and, and your knowledge on what you're doing. And so thank as you. I go out to the marketplace, and the business, I could be comfortable within my own self that you're telling me to take me out to my own hand. But if I go to a professional, they should be able to uh, use those techniques. And plus, it's also if you look and see that these things ain't right, to get up out of there. You know, what so uh, thank you for. Sh- go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna say last word. Only way you were really gonna know. Okay, listen. Barbers are equipped to do what they have to do. When you walk into a shop, the first thing you should notice it should be licensed on that wall. If they don't have license on that wall, do not sit down and get your hair cut. I'm being very honest with you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that right there. You know, I want you to have a safe trip. I'm looking forward to seeing you, you. Uh, out there in the missionary field as we keep, uh, see each other from you're time welcome. to time. And you're doing a great job, and God bless you for what you do. And I know God is, uh, is going to show you favor. Because you're definitely you. uh, you're doing it for the love of of your craft and not so much as money. I've seen you there, so I know that Thank whether you, you ever make another dime, you're gonna still do what you do. Well, it, it's all hey, about you. the people, and, it, and whether you do it for free or you're doing it for money, you still it still you should provide the same service. And that's how I look at hey. it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you, thank you. You take care and look forward to speaking with you again, okay? Okay, God bless y'all. I appreciate you. God bless All y'all. Right. Man, what a great interview that we had there with Mr. AJ. Amen. Uh, Brother Daniel, thank you for your question that was being rendered. Amen. And so we got Amen. another guest that's coming up here in a few minutes here. Uh, and so we're going to bring this young man on. But Mr. AJ had a business record, and I done saw him before. And he was doing his business, and he wasn't even getting any money for it. Man, that speaks volumes, man. And in this time of pandemic yeah, and people are being shed in, he's, guess what? He's, he's still being successful. Yeah, God will give you blessings if you bless others. That's, that's yeah, basically what it's so all true. about, Louis. You, know, you can't get no blessing if you're not giving blessings out. God sees everything. <laughs> yes, he you does. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'll tell you what, we're bringing our next guest in here, Brother Daniel, so just sit tight, okay? And we're going to have our next guest right. come, come on here. Hello? Good morning, Mr. Eric. You're on the net. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, uh, I, I spoke with you earlier regarding our program. Right. Is it too early to start our businesses? But I wanted your intake on that there because you have been a business owner and you have been out there on the front line, and now you're just kicking back, and you can you can look and see how things are going versus how things have been. What is your take on the on on the business atmosphere at this time? 
Well, according to uh, to a lot of things that are going on, like the pan- with the pandemic and with the stay at home and so forth, uh, it's it's crucial that people start to realize that we are not in control. I was just thinking about what we talked about actually earlier. It wasn't so much about business, but it was about who's in control. And, and I, I yes. just wanted to, so as I've been thinking about it, I think, you know, God's in control. When when are we finally going to realize that God is in, is in control? When are we going to start? God's talked about plagues and pandemics and sickness throughout the Bible. A hundred times in the Bible it talks about plagues. And so that means they have all been ongoing all the time, even in the Bible. Not just those ten plagues that everybody always talks about, but all through the Bible it talks about it. And we've overcome every situation. We are still here, but we're here but through the grace of God. And so even in business, we have to understand that we're here through the grace of God. Some businesses will close. Some businesses will make it through. Some businesses will have to look at themselves and, and pull their bootstraps up and do different things. But God, as I always used to say, but God is in control. And the day we start learning that, the day we start learning to pray, the day we start learning to ask God to forgive us of our sins and and we live our lives with God first in our lives, is the time we will stop worrying about things. You know, God did not give us a spirit of fear, as we all know. But all of us want to run around and be, be afraid. You know, the businesses will do all right. The businesses that God wants to be control will keep going. And other than that, we just need to be able to be prayerful. This has been a great time for people to be in to pray. This has been a great time for people to be able to be do the thing they're supposed to do, and that means to honor God in all that they do. You know, I get on Facebook with my cousins, and they're always talking about God and honoring God and praying and sending prayers. And I've had on Facebook where a lot of other people also. And there's more prayer going on now than before. You know, oh, that that's so true. You know what, uh, Eric, I hear some confidence in your voice. I hear an assurance in your voice. It gives me peace. And, you know, I know what God said, but it's always good to hear somebody else. I think so much of David said, for this poor man cried, and they heard him, and let's taste and see that God is good. Come on, let's praise his name together. I love that when you say when you said it in a nice, calm voice, that God is in <laughs> control. And you'd have been on both sides of the spirit. You'd have been there when you had plenty, and you'd have been there when you had light, uh, you know, when that was light. And you know that God's in control, and I, I just get chills when I hear you say that, because uh, you know, as I was thinking about what you were saying, and Jeremiah was telling the nation of Israel when they fell into difficult times, and they was being you know in slavery, whatever the famine, because mm-hmm. they tell you, you can't do what you want. That's less like you know just various forms of famine, you know, a plague. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was telling them to go home and continue to work continue to have family, continue to do the thing that you always done. This thing shall pass. And you're saying that mm-hmm. today, but we have to be wise at what we do. But we got to continue to do the things that we always done. Yeah, I mean, it's important to realize that 
when you know when you know in your heart that God is in control, there are things you have to do to to follow rules. That's not a problem. But you have to understand that God makes the decision who lives and who dies. God makes the decision who's going to be sick and who doesn't get sick. And we have to understand that God, just like the sparrows and the, and the birds and the bees, God's in control. They don't worry about anything we do because that's human nature. And it's not, doesn't have to be because God has given us, a, you know, the power to, to, uh, to be positive about those things. I'm trying to think of the right word, but, so I mean, I, it's just imper- imperative that we today start to realize that God's in control, and God loves us, and He and He cherishes us, and we need to understand that His love is far superior to any pandemic or any uh, sicknesses or any illnesses or anything that comes along. His love and our love for Him, as we know, it's God is the most important person then we can serve God and worship God, and we change our way of thinking. And he's just asking, asking us now, like, hey, guys, you're not paying attention to me. You're not praying. You're not worshiping. You're worshiping idols. You're worshiping, uh, you know, people and music and all that kind of stuff. You, you're not worshiping me. I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. And I can show you better than tell you that I'm a jealous God. And right now I'm showing you that you worshiping the wrong thing. Come back and pray to me. Come back. In business, all these people running around making millions and millions of dollars, and they are on the same level as anybody else in the pandemic. Everybody's Oh, come on now. Come on. That is so true. And people ain't thinking about that. Our God is no respect of person. Come on now. That's awesome. Hey, I got Brother Daniel here on the line here. Let's bring him in a few minutes because, uh, we, you know, this is a great conversation here, Eric, and I want to thank you. Brother Daniel. Hey. Brother Daniel. Yeah, I got Mr. Eric on the line here, and he was just talking about how good God has been. I, I know you, um, you have been listening to the conversation. And we was just talking about our topic was that wasn't too early, and we had a, a business guru that was on here, and then we had a business owner. And now we hear hearing it from someone that's been there, done that, and lived to tell a story. And he said that God is in control. you have any, well, any comments you know, based on what Mr. Eric was saying? Well, as far as I've been seeing ever since these last three months or two months, or well, I don't know how long it's been since. You know, I've been seeing people up in high political places, like we had the uh, prime minister of England got sick, and we've seen uh, uh, movie stars get sick, and, and I think even yesterday, somebody in, in Trump's cabinet will wind up sick. You know what I'm saying? And so it can touch anybody. You know what I'm saying? It can touch anybody. All, all is the grace of God every day. You know? And so when you say that you're trying to avoid something, and I used to say, well, maybe uh, God, uh, I'm not saying God make anybody sick or anything like that, but certain things that you go through, it has a tendency to make you a little bit stronger. It also teaches you almost how to appreciate God and the goodness of God and the blessings that he puts on upon you. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the main things God gives you is good health. 
You know, he yep. gives you good health. He gives you prosperity. He gives you, uh, he, like you say, just like the birds don't worry about food. And, 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 and he supplies all your needs. God supplies all your needs. So basically, we should not really worry about money, Brother A.G. You know, Brother Eric. You know, yep. but people have a tendency to panic. You know, they go all before those, those courtrooms. And one lady uh, last week, man, she they told her don't open up her shop, and she opened up her shop, and she got mad, and she went to jail. And they announced the and they right they they said don't lock nobody up, don't lock nobody up now. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to lock somebody up. You know, yeah. Because you want you have a tendency to make somebody else sick by your actions. You know, everybody's action has a reaction to something in life. You know. Hey, Brother Daniel, we're about ready to get out of here, though. We're going to let Eric have a few more words, and then we're going to be out of here. And thank you for your comments, though, Brother Daniel. Because you say every action has a reaction. So today when we go out, we be mindful of what we do going to trigger maybe the events of what someone else is going to do, or maybe a nation, maybe a city. We have to think about though, now, Eric. And now, now you huh? you you done some things, and now you can just kick back and relax. Where do you see <laughs> us as a nation, as a uh, as a body of believers? Where do you see us going? Well, you know, everybody says back to normal. There's never been a real normal. Everything always is progress. Everything goes forward. Everything keeps on changing. Every day, every month, every year, it changes. And so there's no normal. But one thing I I, I truly believe is that necessary is that we're going to become more involved with God. We're going to be more involved with prayer. We're going to be involved, involved in church. I hope there's a revival. I hope that there's a revival because that revival is necessary, I believe, at this time. That's what I, I, I see as progress. That's what I see as moving forward. Praying, spending more time with our children, spending more time with our families, loving people more, and, and, and understanding that what the love of God and the love of family is the most important thing we can do. And that's what, that's where I see us going. I mean, I, I, have, I spend so much time working and so involved in making money that I lost track of a lot of things. And now that yes. I sit back and, and I see what a lot of people are doing, they're worried about making money, they're worried about what's going to happen to them in the next dollar. But they need to be concerned, more concerned, about loving their family and loving God. You know, love God with all their heart and all their soul, and love that neighbor as thyself. And when we start to understand that and we start really focusing on that, we'll be so much better off. And I think we're going to have a revival and we're going to be blessed with that revival because the pandemic is not a pandemic. It's a way to focus on people loving God and loving each other. Hey, man, God bless you. God bless you. Eric, thank you once again. Thank you, brother. You've been my friend and a friend to the show. And we're going to go ahead and end it on no words there. It has been a blessing. You know, these, uh, uh, just uh, calling the old movie phrase, the best of times and the worst of times. It's drawing us closer to God and 
yet we're going to lose some friends and loved ones along the way. The best of times and the worst of times. But God is with us all the time. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what we experienced today, dear Lord. We thank you for your hand of grace and mercy that's on each and every one of us. We thank you, dear Lord, for how we experience your love, your joy, your caring each and every day, dear Lord. How you woke us up this morning, how you clothed us in our right mind, and how you gave us the spirit to keep going, dear Lord. How you said through your word that you will never put no more on us than we can bear. How you said, cast all the, our cares upon you, for you care us up. Dear Lord, sometimes I'm burdened down. Sometimes I'm broke down to the ground, Lord. But I know, dear Lord, that I don't have to do this alone. I know that I don't have to walk alone. I know that you love me, that you walk beside me, that you curse for me. I can feel your presence, dear Lord, that each and every day, dear Lord. But open my eyes that I can see your hand at work. Dear Lord, open my ears, dear Lord, that I can hear those sweet words of saying that you love me, that you curse for me. Dear Lord, as I pray, dear Lord, I know that you hears me, dear Lord. You curse for me, and you're going to take care of me. Thank you, dear Lord. For your grace and your mercy, precious Lord, our God, we pray for our businesses, doors that is uh, that is going to be open, dear Lord. We pray that you put your hand of protection around them, the shopkeepers, dear Lord, that you give us as as patriots. Our own businesses, wise choices, dear Lord, allow us to do things, dear Lord, uh, that please you, dear Lord. Keep us covered. In your grace and your mercy, but allow us to wear the face mask, dear Lord, and the hand sanitizer, whatever those things that the society had to offer, dear Lord. But you are our shield. You are covering, yeah. dear Lord, but let us be mindful that you give us these other things just for our comfort. And, dear Lord, if we're around other people and we're not putting on these things to make them uncomfortable, let us have the boldness to go ahead and do those things just for their comfort, dear Lord. Because it doesn't make your power any less, dear Lord, but it allows us to be grace and merciful to our brothers and sisters and allow them to realize that the same God that spared us is able to save them also. Dear Lord, I ask you to bless Eric. Mike and everything that they put their hands to do, dear Lord, open doors up for them, dear Lord. Show them favor in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, I ask you to lift up Brother Ricky, dear Lord, as his time, dear Lord, as he's reflecting on how good God be. Let him be mindful, dear Lord, that you'll never leave nor forsake him. Dear Lord, we pray for our guest this morning, Miss Rita Oliver and her business strategy. We pray, dear Lord, that people take this to heart, that they learn to manage their money in the business and in their personal life, and they're able to be a blessing to their family, friends, and loved ones at the appropriate time. We pray for Brother A.J., dear Lord, how his gift and dear Lord not only touch, uh, meets his family needs, but meets the needs of other men and women, dear Lord, how he's able to uh, share his gift and dear Lord to allow men to get jobs and go back to their uh, families, dear Lord, how his ministry builds men up, and we probably give you the praise and the glory. Dear Lord, this program, we thank you, dear Lord, for this program, free on the inside. Every man and woman that uh, participate in this program had that freedom, dear Lord, that freedom to make some mistakes. We didn't always manage our money, dear Lord, but you gave us that freedom to say, now that I can, I can tell someone else, dear Lord. That freedom, dear Lord, to know that we made some mistakes in business, dear Lord, but now we can encourage other people to not make the same mistake. And freedom, dear Lord, to say I wasn't a good mother. But now I can be a great grandmother and either another mother. And whatever it may be, dear Lord, thank you for that freedom. For who the Son set free is free indeed. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless.
you're listening to an episode of Free on the Inside Weekly Podcast. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Be safe till we meet again. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>